Do you know who's not going to get to work on some exciting new startup this year? George Howard Scobb, a.k.a. the uh, alleged Scranton Strangler. Because he's in prison for something he may not have done. I'm sorry, the, uh, the Scranton who? The Scranton Strangler. George Howard Scobb, haven't I told you about the jury I was on a couple years ago? <gasps> oh, what happened? I mean, if you can talk about it, obviously, because if you can't, I mean, I... I, I, I could. I could talk about it. Your next girl's I could, sure. I have seen. I would start at the beginning, but I think... We're a minute in, everybody. Yeah. Fuck this chicken. <laughs> if you see feathers flying, you're doing it right. Oh, this looks way better, dude. Way better. Hey! What's going on? We're live on. Oh, are we? Oh, okay. Yeah, we're live. Yeah, we're live. Hey, hey. How you we doing? look a lot better, huh? Hey, what's happening? We the look light behind good. me. Hey. Being what's going up? on? Should we put one of those, like, fucking cover girl light bulbs back here? So maybe she's born like, with it. Maybe yeah. it's Maybelline. So we all look fucking. I was born with airbrush baby. as fuck. And then oh, just start every with the with yeah. the hair flip. Yeah. God damn! I smelled that. Yeah. Like, do you yeah. fucking yeah. Vidal Sassoon? I just fucking went to noon o'clock right now. With that. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Hey, dude, I like the way this looks, and I like the way it sounds too. So. Yep. Um, we are slowly but surely fucking growing right yeah, we are man. growing yeah we are growing at first like we had the shittiest sounding uh podcast and all of podcasts that's land. what we were known for the shittiest podcast on the internet it was something you guys hung your head on uh yeah. you know and then uh 31 episodes right. in we decided hey let's go get some real equipment after many complaints yeah from and, our six fans at and that, that time ghost that kept messing with the recording yep. equipment oh that pinche ghost, pinche ghost. <laughs> so <laughs> then we wrote, we upgraded that and then I couldn't sleep this whole past week. And so I said, you know what? We need to upgrade our fucking YouTube feed. And so uh, we got an, ourselves another microphone just for the YouTube. Now, this is going to be temporary ooh, because ooh, we I, will. We see if that, that click was up on the, the page that heard that. Fuck them. And <laughs> then, Somebody has headphones on and just has like a fucking, ah, <laughs> fucking massive headache here. right now. So soon in the next couple of weeks, we will be getting a decent uh, high-definition live streaming camera. Thanks from the contribution from you fans. Yep. Um, if you want to help us contribute to even more <laughs> equipment, just uh, hit us up at artandjacobdoamerica at gmail.com. That's right. And then, um, hey, we got some other good news, too. We got some yeah, really art. good news. So t- speak to us, Art. Speak to us. So um, I reached out to this company, and they kind of reached out to me back. Uh, it's this company called Fight Back CBD. They reach back, fight back, did fight back, reach back. Hey, <laughs> anyway, fight back CBD, continue, please. And so it's you know it's pretty cool because it's a company that I believe in, and you know they're you already so a patron of them, right? You already a customer. I'm, of theirs, I'm, right? an, I'm already a customer of their product, right? So it, you know, by the way, I, I'll t- I take the uh, CBD uh, infused with the lavender to help me sleep, reduces my anxiety, reduces. I, I've been biking, I've been mountain biking lately, so you kind of beat up your legs with you know. Yeah. You're hitting shit all the time when you're on the mountain bikes and, and art is thirty as fuck too. Yeah. So like you know <laughs> He's once, not a young buck anymore. Once you start once you start crossing that twenty seven line, your body doesn't recover as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially when you're fucking hitting rocks and hitting your knees against metal and shit like that on, on a mountain bike. So like, you know, I'm not a young pup. And so a lot of a lot of times they they um you know, you need that extra the extra little oomph. 
And um, <laughs> so that's where CBD, the CBD oil comes in. And, and you know, they're, they're big on supporting um, the BBJ community, which... BJJ. BJJ community. <laughs> what the B, BB Jake? What's Baby Jake. Big Brother <laughs> Jacob. Big Brother Jacob. There you go. Sorry, the BJJ <laughs> community. The Vajayo. Which, which stands for what, Eric? You're, you're kind of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I, I am Him a, and his I'm girlfriend are both six-degree yeah. fucking that's, black that's belts. Right. In Brazil. You guys are full jiu-jitsu. Yes, yes. That is a fact. And I can attest that CBD does, does help with uh, aches and pains and some of the muscle wear and tear and whatnot. And recently, yeah, I, I've gotten some CBD oil too. And you know what I appreciate about it is, is that you know I'm a federal agent. I'm not allowed to partake in the THC products. Is that you know it doesn't have any psychoactive effects. Um, you know if you were if you were an athlete with UFC or WWE or whatnot, you're you're not allowed to have that stuff either. Yep. And so you can pass you know any USADA test or it's whatever. It's totally legal. It is totally it's legal. Totally legal. Yep. There's no you know weed in it. It's gonna get you all high, messed up or whatever. So it's it's actually an actual medicine. Yep. So, all right. Yeah. So all right, what else definitely, we got? What else we got? And, what else and, we'll, you know, we'll piggyback, piggybacking off of that, you know, they do test with the best labs out there. So you're not buying some fucking some Snake shady oil. dude, your next door neighbor <laughs> shit that he's growing in his backyard. So like, hey, I made some pruno in the backyard. Hey, this is yeah. Carl's big dick sauce CBD. Like no, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, good dude, shit. this is not some fucking oil dill backyard shit. Some dude's baking <laughs> in his in his basement. So you know, you're actually getting something that's you know tested in a lab. You know, to the top athletes out there. Um, and not only that, but, you know, a lot of their money that they're making goes back to mental health because they know, you know, with things like depression and anxiety, um, CBDs helps out a lot. So, um, not only do you, you know, you're putting your money towards helping other people as well, which I also thought was a, a very good cause. So if you're going to spend, go ahead and spend to help other people as well. It's so, another company with the soul. So very yeah. happy to, yeah. yeah, definitely very happy to attach our names to, to you know, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go ahead and reach out to them, you can find them on their Instagram page at fight back CVD. Um, also their Facebook page is fight back CVD oil. Um, and you can click on their page. I believe if you go to www dot, um, fight, uh, fight back CVD oil or site, sorry, www.fightbackcvd.com. You can, uh, Purchase, purchase shirts, purchase whatever you like, uh, different things. I recommend the lavender CBD oil if you're having trouble sleeping, as Jacob's been having trouble sleeping. Yes. So, um, you know, highly recommend that. And I, I saw that they have a, a gi that they're trying to put out, which I'm very interested in, I, yeah, I have to say. You're kind of the fighter I'm a, in I'm the... A, I'm a size A2, by the way, just, just saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? My, yeah. my they make taekwondo yeah. gis? Because anyway. I am a fucking orange, orange belt. belt. <laughs> they should be sending us a packet out soon, so, you know, probably by our next recording, we can see what cool shit they sent us out so just so possibly our right. first sponsor officially that's right that's right so uh five bags we really appreciate you thank you very much and guys check them out um they do like i said they are a company with the soul you know what i mean of course everyone's trying to make some money but the fact that they can push forwards mental health awareness and, and put money towards all that stuff is just fantastic just great stuff you know what i mean so um great company very happy um and uh yeah i don't think it could happen to a nicer set of three guys than us you know what i mean Better set of two and a half Mexicans. Three, three of the nicest people I know. <laughs> That's right. The lies that come out of your goddamn mouth. I, I don't know. I've met the guys that he knows. They're assholes, man. You yeah. know, we're, yeah. we're, we're fucking saints comparatively. That's true. Yeah. So. Anyway, buy back CBD. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, so, you know what? I think um, recently I, I got uh, some, some CBD uh, for my throat. Um, oh, wait. Actually, first, before I go into that story, I want to say I also have big news. Um, you have a child. I got a nude. 
what in the world? Got a nude picture. Now, technically, it's all body paint, but still nude. That chick was naked. I got a nude. This is what it's all about. Thank you all very much. Alex, appreciate it. Appreciate the the, the, the hookup. You know what I mean? It, it finally fucking happened. Um, finally got that nude. Ladies and gentlemen, please, please keep sending them in. The dirtiest man on in. the internet strikes again. There you go. Anyway, so back to, this, back to my story. The CBD story. Um, got some CBD for uh, my throat. I had a really sore throat. And uh, I don't know if CBD is like tested to work for that, but I tried it anyway. Uh, it seemed to work for me. But sure, the uh, inflammation, got, uh, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, got, uh, but uh, I sort of felt like I got strangled. Ooh, yeah. Nice segue. You like that? There you go. Yes, that's, baby. That's sexy. You know yes. what? Can I tell you a secret? I really didn't have a, a sore throat. I just wanted to do all that stuff to. to you fucking in. liar! I'm sorry. God damn it! But it was don't tell segue. no lies on there. But, but anyways, this a, week's oh, topic yeah. is. The, the Scranton, Scranton Strangler. <laughs> so, this was actually one of the, uh, a fan submission, and the funny thing about this is, it was actually submitted by two separate people. So, on one end of the United States of America, I got a suggestion for it, and on our side of uh, the United yeah. States of America, yep. Art got a suggestion from it from uh, somebody. So, and um, I got we, one from the right in the middle. That's not true at all. I, didn't I, I got one from a blue state. You got one from a red state. <laughs> <laughs> Left side, right side. So, um, yeah, so we said, hey, fuck it, let's do it. Let's, let's go fucking live and fucking cover the Scranton Strangler. So, um, with that said, um, they actually caught and convicted and sent a man to prison uh, for these crimes. So, basically, in Scranton, PA, uh, Pennsylvania, for you uh, pencil net geeks out there who don't physician's know your geography. Assistant. Physician's assistant. Yeah, that's what um, Pennsylvania. Uh, there was this guy um, back in 20, 2009 through 2000, 2010. Fairly was, recent? Yeah, uh, last decade or so, you know, going around Pennsylvania and, you know, strangling people. You know, sometimes, you know, he would start off by uh, strangling them and then letting them go. And then sometimes, you know, he would abduct people and you wouldn't hear back from them ever again. And uh, it was a series of, uh, you know, murders that were going unsolved and uh the scranton uh paper at that time you know every other week was like hey the scranton strangler strikes again Mm -hmm. and they started to see a pattern you know um you know it was usually women or you know frail individuals um so these were uh crimes that we can associate with somebody you know that was acting out of frustration you know it wasn't just random people um i think one of our earlier episodes we covered you know inside the mind of a serial killer one of the Earlier bad audio quality uh, episodes. Don't, don't listen to that. One of the yeah. lost. One of the lost episodes that we'll redo it eventually. There, but, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but you know, there are certain patterns that you know you would notice. You know, uh, people with you know sociopathic tendencies. You know, uh, people you know earlier in their lives that you know would hurt animals and whatnot. But these seem to be you know people he was targeting that were, um, you know, like I said, weaker individuals. Right. You know, somebody that was trying to you know assert dominance over somebody. You know, somebody that had. Um, that was looking for like a an outlet, you know, a frustrated outlet out there. And yeah. um, I mean, I mean, if you really break it down, like what strangling is, strangling is, you know, it's probably the most like sexual way you can kill someone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's different it, than stabbing or shooting someone. It's just it's very intimate. It's very yeah. intimate. It's it's for for the person doing the strangling. Uh, it can it can be. I mean, fuck, you know, life's too short to admit you don't like getting choked or choking during sex. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's one of those things. Like there's something there is something very intimate about it. I. You know, it's. Uh, uh, you I don't were about really to care. Admit something you no, 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 no. No, that's actually. Cool. I was gonna say I got a friend that she. That's her quote. Like <laughs> you all of a sudden became an expert at this, sir. <laughs> I don't do a week of research. You want to let go right before they start rolling their eyes back, man. <laughs> um, 
Interesting side note. Um, in uh, Inglorious Bastards, the scene where that chick is getting strangled mm-hmm. and like her blood vessels are popping, those are Quentin Tarantino's hands because Quentin Tarantino said that he did not trust anyone else to because he wanted to take her le- legitimately to the brink and film it, and he did not trust anywhere else with her life than himself to do that. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, exactly. And I'm and I'm thinking like. Why the fuck do you trust yourself, man? You're not exactly a medical professional. Like, I would be like, hey, EMT dude. Yeah, like, you do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. But, uh, no, the strangulation can be, you know, it, it's, like I said, it's a very intimate thing. Um, for the person getting strangled or strangulated, uh-huh. oh, sweet, merciful fuck, it is terrible. Terrible. And uh, there's a, a couple of different types of, of strangulation that go through. I don't, if, if you guys don't mind, I, I'd like to go a little bit into uh, yeah, go ahead, strangulation man. and whatnot. The floor is yours. You're the goddamn Fucking doctor. A. The world is yours. So, oh, ooh, thank you. The world is my oyster. It's <laughs> kinky. Um, so there's a couple of different types of strangulation, but basically it all comes down to, like, a hanging is, can qualify as a different type of strangulation, but that would fall under ligature strangulation, which would mean that you're using something else um, like a cord or something like that to strangle a person. Mm-hmm. Or you can do manual strangulation, um, which is also known as throttling. Um, and that's basically like you use your hands or like you you press down on a forearm across mm-hmm. someone's throat or something like that. You're, you're using a body part yeah. uh, to actually do the act. Legs, possibly. Right. Yep. I've been in that. 22-inch I've been there before. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so a strang- a strangulation can be... Uh, <laughs> When were you there, Art? I gotta I know. know. Like, when were you? I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, you just don't want to say. You're turning red, red, and I'm the one that's fucking sunburnt. Like, <laughs> you are redder than normal. Yeah, I was out in the poppies all day yesterday. I see you well shaven today. Oh, thank you. Yes, I am. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so uh, a strangle, being strangled versus being choked. Um, like, if, if you look at jujitsu or something like that, like uh, most of your chokes are gonna be blood chokes. Okay, so like a rear naked choke, you're not pressing against the windpipe and you're not restricting airflow. You're putting like the crux of your elbow right over the Adam's apple, and you're actually compressing the carotid arteries on either side. And so, in that case, what you're doing is you're stopping blood flow and to the brain, and then that's basically why someone will go lights out. It's not that they're suffocating; it's the fact that their brain is just being shut off. It's a very gentle way of knocking someone out i guess yeah. you know what i mean instead of like brain trauma on the inside of the brain it is just you know taking taking away their oxygen supply okay um and that's pretty quick as soon as you let go you know the blood starts flowing by itself again and um brain comes back if you come back that's fine most chokes most chokes are going to be blood chokes of some sort if they're really effective um, and one of the reasons why they're really effective is because, you know, if you can't breathe, you start panicking, you start, you know, trying to fight against, you start, you know, you have that, that instinct of, I cannot catch my breath. Holy shit, something's wrong. If you do like a blood choke, you don't necessarily get that cessation. You can still breathe for the most, you know, oftentimes, not always, but, you know, you can still breathe and then things suddenly get foggy and then you're out. So you don't fight against it quite as hard because you don't realize it's something like that you're in that big of trouble until you're done. And I, I can tell you, I've never been put out, but I have come close. And I'm just kind of, you know, I've been in, in positions where, you know, in jujitsu, where like I'm pulling out and like, you know, okay, this is in tight, but I can fight, I can fight. I, oh, I'm seeing stars. Nope, tap, 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 tap. And at no point did I feel like I can't breathe. At no point did I feel like it was just me being conscious of the fact that everything just went fuzzy. And yeah, this is going to be, I'm getting dizzy. This is going to be bad. A strangulation is going to try to take your breath away. Take my breath away. 
It's going to, uh, <laughs> and especially like with manual uh, strangulation, one of the big things that do is like collapsing your windpipe mm-hmm. and really trying to take your breath away, like really trying to restrict your 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 airflow. You get that that feeling of panic. Um, off, off, oftentimes, uh, the larynx uh, vo- and the vocal cords get uh, broken or torn or, or whatnot. So there's just immense amounts of pain on top of the actual uh, act of strang- strangulation. Um, there is, um, it, and if you break, if you break those, if you if you collapse these the windpipe, if you break uh, uh, anything in there, then oftentimes, even if someone like lets go. Like it, unlike it's a blood choke, yeah, you're 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 still going to be struggling to catch your breath. Oh God, it's right? terrifying. And so yeah, it's 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 terrible. And so you can't, you know, it's still going to be uh, all sorts of fucked up. But not only that too, um, you can incur a lot of brain damage because I remember uh, yes. we used to go to a church camp during the summer up in the sequoias, and um, for whatever reason, like we would go on these nature hikes or whatever, and the older kids would be like, "Hey, do you want to get knocked out?" And like they said it in such a like glorious way that they were like, okay, I'm just gonna put my hands right here on your throat and you're gonna pass out. I never did yep. it, yep. but um, when the adults caught wind of this, they're like, hey, you guys can really fuck up like your yeah. bra- you know brain cells and whatnot because you're cutting off oxygen yeah. to the brain. Yeah. And uh, our good old buddy Alex Jones, he used to say that he huh. used to do that. Like, choke he, me out. Yep. Yeah, he would say that all the time. <laughs> yep. Like when, every time he's on Joe Rogan, he would just be like, "Hey, you know, uh, Eddie, Eddie Bravo, I need you to choke me out here. Uh, we used to do this all the time. There's no no effects yeah. on that." And then like you're like you look back on Alex Jones, and you're like, "Oh, so that's yeah. why that guy's kind of fucked <laughs> up exactly. in the head." But the other thing with strangulation and like reducing the air, like mm-hmm. uh, fucking up uh, someone's thyroid bone, which is like this free flowing bone in the throat and all that stuff, or yeah, all yeah. that stuff, is if you're taking away someone's air, blood is still flowing just fine. Blood is still going to the brain, right? Uh, blood choke, not even, you know, if you put it in right, five seconds, they're out, right? If you just take their breath away, that blood's still going, they are still fully conscious, they are aware of what's going on. They have that sensation of if you've ever been underwater and you, you know, are struggling to get back and you just can't, you can't breathe that, that, that air hunger, that's what they're feeling and they're fully conscious of it because it's not, it's not their, their brain goes out so quick because you cut off all the supply at once. It's their blood has to, the oxygen has to get depleted from their blood over time and that is such a, by most, uh, by most accounts, um, the struggling, the intense struggling that's performed, uh, that's done by people that are getting strangled is a completely involuntary action. It's it's the body just trying to like I'm stuck something's going on here and I've got to get the fuck oh, out. Yeah, it's a fight or flight. Yeah, mechanism. yeah. Well, I mean, it's like I mean, like in totally involuntary action, like sp- muscle spasms almost. Oh, so that's yeah, terrifying. So, I would yep. assume that that's kind of like you know when your you, your uh, leg goes numb or something because you you know you're sitting on your leg too long. Or exactly something. like that. That's exactly. And, but like it's that. your head. Yep. I, I, I can't <laughs> even imagine like that how terrifying that and be, must and be. And it takes a while. It fucking takes a while. That's like like hanging. Hanging is not meant to choke you out. Like if you hang someone, to break the your drop neck. is supposed to break your neck. It's supposed. It's cruel if it you know suffocates you. But mm-hmm. you know you you sit there and you hear stories about people watching. You know someone fucked up the rope. Someone didn't tie the noose tight enough or something like that. And People are just dangling there, their feet dancing in the All air for several oil minutes. Bell, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But anyway, there's a very quick and abbreviated the history definition of, of strangulation. <laughs> <laughs> so um, outside of sexual conquests. Yeah. So the exact date um, that you know they they estimated that the Stra- Scranton Strangler uh, started his murderous spree was in was March 4th of 2010, um, and they say that they say this because. Um, there's a group of victims, you know, in this small community. 
um, that, you know, there was a boss and, um, the story goes that, you know, the boss, you know, had picked out, you know, a nicely, you know, present for his two employees who, uh, were married and were okay. having a child. And, um, he said, you know, he thought it would be a nice gesture or a nice gift to, Hey, get baby Cecilia, you know, uh, uh the, a framed, uh, picture of, you know, that day's, uh, newspaper, um, Oh yeah, the, the day you were born. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if that born. was their boss as much as it was just one of their coworkers named Andy Bernard. No, it was the boss. He was the boss at that time. He was one of their coworkers at the time. So oh. they they had like oh. a you Later know a ba- on, yeah. becomes their boss. Yeah. Yeah, and so he said, you know what? He said, I'm gonna throw down fifty bones and I'm gonna get this you know beautiful gesture of a present. Well, you know the mother of the child, uh, Pam Beasley. Um, she she you know was in labor for a while, so you know the day had eclipsed. And the boss kind of messed up and, you know, he got the day before's newspaper. And then so he had to end up, you know, changing out, you know, the newspaper. So he had to run downstairs, you know, get that morning's newspaper and replace it. And the front headline on there says, the Scranton Strangler (laughs) strikes again. So baby Cecilia's, uh, you know, birthday, you know, present, you know, first birthday present ever. And this all kind of ties in together uh, because although... We do have a uh, what? Who's the name of the guy who um, who is arrested for George Howard Scubb? Although he is eventually arrested to be the strangler, um, one of the one of their coworkers is um, there's a conspiracy that he could potentially be the strangler. Which I have a problem with. I mean. I- George George Howard Scubb, right? Mm-hmm. That's a serial killer's name. There's three oh, yeah. names. There's yeah, three oh, names. Yeah, He's got yeah. three names. Any, George Howard Scubb. Every, John Wayne Gacy. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. fucking, they all have that. You know, yeah. the guy that killed Abraham Lincoln. You know? um, How many yeah. names do you have, Eric? Like six, right? Eric, Eric, Eric Benedicto. <laughs> You're fucking Mexican, dude. You can't say Benigno. Benedicto? Benigno. Oh, Benigno. Ben, I thought it was Benedicto. Benign, benign with an O at the end. You want to know my full name? Eric Julio Francisco Benigno Garza Ramirez Sandoval Vasquez Elias del Castillo. No, you added some names. In the there. fourth. There's no way. Yeah, if you came in for a social security card, you have to say you got to pick three, and that's it. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, so junior, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Three names and a junior. Oh shit, no. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, but that, yeah, three names. Okay, that's so the coworker, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Oh wait. Yeah, no. So, anyways, so <laughs> a lot of the conspiracy revolves around this certain coworker who was actually absent from. Uh, although all the other coworkers went to go see the birth of baby Cecilia, he was the one coworker who was absent that day. Yeah. So, um, and the background to that is, is that, you know, this coworker, he was in charge of HR. So, you know, he pretty much had to build a rapport with all the employees or whatever. Now, mind you, Scranton is a very small town in Pennsylvania, right? right. It's a, you know, where everybody knows everybody and whatnot. And everybody, everybody cheers. Knows your yeah. Name. That's a wrong riff. I, I don't know how I got that melody <laughs> fucked up. Anyway, continue. I'm just roll with it. And so, um, it's a very small community. Um, this guy, uh, his name, I believe, was Toby Flenderson. Yes. And, you know, a very mild-mannered that's, guy. That's right, because I kind of, I remember thinking I want to call him Kutsukinte. Toby, his name was Toby. <laughs> and <laughs> so he, um, he was in charge of HR. You know, he had just gone through a very horrible divorce. I guess his wife, he was actually the victim. You know, it was a rare case where his wife was beating on him. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. And so, uh, you know, he just terribly just defeated man you know his his own daughter doesn't even want you know doesn't like to be around him um the, the office manager there would always just put him down and kind of exclude him from you know office activities and just call him like a killjoy because he's he's depressed as fuck at this point yeah the, the, by all accounts the man's world is falling apart and mm-hmm. he he does not get any respite at work you know what no, i mean there's he, nowhere for him to escape to yeah and he's in this small town and nobody really wants to be around him he right? has trouble um 
relating to his office mate. I think her name was Kelly Kapoor. Mm -hmm. They have, you know, they just don't get along, even though they're, you know, four feet apart from each other. You know, they don't really have anything in common. You know, he's going through the divorce, as Jacob was saying, and he can't relate to his daughter. He can't relate to his coworkers, his office mate. Yeah, I can see how, you know, Life is going pretty terrible for him, and let's and that's got to be rough. I mean, let's face it, I can't stand Jacob, and but I have to sit right here, <laughs> two feet away from him, and it fucking just tears. Well, it's at me. one feet away today. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, basically, right. On his lap. We, we got we got here closer for YouTube. Uh, watch us on YouTube live. Up, anyway, um, yeah. So so to have someone again, your boss, someone that you spend all day with, just you know, that just can't get along with you. Like it just sets you up to, and and I'm sure. Um, Again, I'm sure that there's probably other issues, a history of issues, you know what I mean, uh, uh, that have gone on in his life that uh, no, no one, no one comes out unscathed, you know what well, I mean? No. Especially by by what I understand of his accounts, like how depressed he was. Well, like at one point, he was a man of faith, uh, and you know he wore his faith. I think at one point he was actually he was in seminary. Yeah, class. he was in seminary school or whatever. Um, seminary classes. What is school. It? Yeah, school, you had it right. Classes. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm sure so, he took some classes. So um, you know. And going back to that same, the same baby, baby uh, Cecilia. Cecilia. Yeah. Um, um, You're breaking my heart. Um, she, when she was getting her christening, um, you know, everyone from the office came again to go see the, come to the church to see the the christening of the baby Cecilia. And um, Toby was the one guy who was absent, re- refused to go into the church, had trouble going into the church. At one point, you know, um, a witness said, like, "Hey, why do you hate me so much, God?" You know, it's so it's just like it's like this yeah. Charlie Brown figure. You know, yeah, yeah. so it's like every everywhere he turns, he runs into a brick wall. You just and it's can't just, hit that football. It's just good grief. You yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. And um, side note, I have a friend that uh, I know. I know. A, I know a guy that knows a guy that uh, she got married to a guy that left seminary school for her, and his parents were pissed. And so, evidently, at the reception, uh, this gentleman's father came up and gave his toast and said, uh, yeah, here's cheers to you. I hope you have a happy life, you know, since you stole my son from God. And then, <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah, like that's fucking bitter. Like, good God. And maybe anyway, it is God yeah. punishing him for turning his back on seminary because we never know why he leaves the seminary uh, school at all. Um, but the one person that, you know, just kind of like makes his day is that, you know, co-worker, Pam Beasley. And, you know, Pam at the time, she was dating, you know, another office mate. Well, she had, at this point, this is the second, you know, office relationship she had been in, but she's uh, dating. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> Hussy. Oh, um, yeah, right. Yeah, that's better. She's dating a guy named uh, Jim Halpert. Yes. Halpert? Uh, Halpert. They call him, I guess his nickname there was Big Tuna. And um, so oh, he right. was very jealous of him uh, because he really was in love with Pam. You know, she was just this very sweet um, individual who, you know, would bring joy actually to everybody in the office. You Not know? only that, but Jim was very well liked in the office. He rose through the ranks starting there as a normal salesman to becoming the number two in the office. You know, even though he left the, the Scranton branch for a while to go to Philadelphia, he came back, you know, to only be promoted. You know, whenever you see a coworker that you don't get along with and you see them, you know, getting promoted as opposed to you, you know, and and you see their popularity. I can see how it would affect someone yeah, that's he, been sitting in the back of the office the whole time with to their their coworker that they don't get along with. And you can't realistically be upset with him about shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's not doing you dirty like outright. It's like it's like we auxiliary uh, pain. It's like when we talked about uh, um, the Patriots. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I listened back to the Super Bowl episode, and I remember like, fuck, we were bitching a lot, man. Like, you know, we just got to beat them. Like, fuck bitching. Someone's got to beat them. But. It's like the more that I hear about Tom Brady, like I just hear that he is like one of the nicest, chillest dudes ever. And it's like I have no reason to hate him 
other than the fact that he's a fucking cheater and he fucking you know, goddamn fucking he's but, a Trump but, you know what I mean? it's, but it's well okay but it's like, <laughs> but but it's like you know you you don't have any reason to really hate him he's just he lives a good life and he succeeds so jim you know is that tom brady yeah. guy he he you know he's he gets the promotions he gets the girl he gets the office sweetheart he marries the office sweetheart he has a baby with the office sweetheart and just just toby just everywhere he looks is just just full of failure and misery and so at one point he just go ahead he goes ahead and he, he just shoots a shot you know i believe like the office power went out at one point i guess you know reports say and um Everything gets, you know, ironed out and um, they're laughing and having a good time. And, you know, uh, Toby's sitting right next to Pam and he goes ahead and he tells a joke and then he puts his hand on her lap and just starts caressing it. Just, you know, <laughs> just to shoot his shot right there. And then everybody just kind of looks at him. My research. That's awesome. Yeah. And so he, she, everyone just kind of looks at him like, whoa, Toby, what are you doing? And then Toby realizes like, oh, Pam's not feeling it because Pam was laughing at his little, yeah. you know, little at weak this dick point, joke. I think Pam was um, also already dating Jim. Yeah. So it's pretty awkward. I, I and it. so he freaks out and he runs out of the office and jumps over the fence. And we don't see Toby again for another two weeks. And it turns out. Well, he goes to Costa Rica. Yeah, he goes to Costa Rica. Jesus Christ, there's a lot of drugs in Costa Rica. <laughs> but and, Okay, so I don't know if you're going to get into it. but the, um, the funny thing about it is it's another Charlie Brown instance with this guy. Uh, he goes to Costa Rica. And, you know, he, he, Costa Rica, is. this right. is where they filmed Jurassic Park, the first, you know, Jurassic Park. It's this Holy nice trop, shit, tropical fucking land, uh, kind of like, you know, Hawaii dinosaur. or whatnot. And so he's, you know, out there, you know, escape, you know, his problems. And he's out there trying to, you know, forget it. Yeah. yeah, he's trying to do this. And so he goes on a zip line. And before he says he even sees the beach, the zip line breaks and he breaks his neck. <laughs> And yep. he spends the remaining months of his time in Costa Rica recovering from a traumatic neck injury. And, yeah, I, I and knew I that. I didn't know that happened like before he even saw a fucking beach. Holy yeah. shit, that's yeah. amazing. And I could see how somebody you know who breaks their neck um, would you know experience the pain of what a broken neck feels like, and you know you kind of want to inflict that pain onto other people. Right, and I'm sure at some point he lost his breath. Like I'm sure that that it just totally knocked the wind out of him. I'm sure oh, yeah. that the whole yeah. So. This is where, you know, some theorists, some conspiracy theorists say that things started to change for him. In his mind, he was going to stop being the victim and start re extracting his revenge on the world. Just real quick. I just want to say real quick, going back, like him, like stroking uh, Pam? Pam, was it? Pam. Pam. Yes. Okay. The fact that he is stroking Pam's thigh or whatever the fuck, like at work like this the homie's fucking working for hr right yeah yeah like like you know whether, he fucked up whether she's feeling it or not that shit's like that it's mm -hmm. it's that fuck you know what i mean that ain't cool you know what i mean <laughs> that's fucking uh, uh that's a me too shit right there you know yeah. what I mean? so, fucking, that's some that is someone that is in their position that is so clouded because i'm sure that to be in that position he would have had to rise through the ranks and he would have had to have shown some sort of competency within that position have a particular skill set and to so blatantly and completely just throw that out the window for a woman that he knows is already dating someone else that's something that's totally unhinged there something there's a disconnect somewhere oh yeah and so he finally comes back to scranton and he's you know he starts trying to make some changes he you know yep. he kind of grows some balls if you will and he tells the office manager um i think his name is michael scott mm -hmm. uh he I tells scott michael no, it's Michael Scott, I Two think. Two first names, fuck that dude. Wikipedia, know, they Michael, never lie. I think it's Scott, I think it's Scott. So, oh, um, all right, fine. 
he tells him, he goes, hey, man, like, we got a lot of problems in this office. You know, there's some radon poisoning that could be happening. You know, we got asbestos in the ceiling. Like, we really need to check for this. And, um, you know, he goes, if you, if you know anything, Michael, you know, radon is a silent killer. And, you know, Michael, with his quick wit, he says, no, Toby, you know, to continue on with his, you know, belittling of him, he goes, you're the silent killer. And then Ooh. Toby says, you'll see. Ooh. And they Ooh. have it recorded, actually. Because at this time... Recorded. At this time, they were shooting a documentary within this office. You know, it was supposed to be like for for training or oh, whatever. So they got this on video. I want to see that shit. Like, yeah. d- d- wait, 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 wait. It's on YouTube. If if this is if this shit is fucking, also, uh, yeah. if this is if this is a theory, then like, can they actually show that shit? Like, if if I guess it's not like an official investigation, police investigation. Which I guess well, it's they can't not really do a threat. Yeah. You can't use that against him. No, but I'm saying if like the theory is that this dude is a killer. Like, can they show that? But I guess it's not, it's a theory. It's not an official, like, you know, circumstantial evidence. Yeah. 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 It's not not an official because he, because he goes across state lines, right? So, I mean, this would be a federal matter at that point. But I guess if it's not official, then they can do whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck they want. Yeah. And so this is too, this is around the same time or whatever. This is like when the Scranton Strangler, you know, stuff starts happening. Because, like I said, this starts to happen around March 4th, 2010. And this is where he comes back from Costa Rica. And, you know, a series of events take place. Yeah. So this is where, you know, they say, you know, the possibility that, you know, George Howard Scubb was framed. So I don't know if you want to get into that art. Well, you know, a lot of the, um, the other reasons that, that people believe he was framed was when he was in a police chase. I believe there was a police chase with, with uh, what's his name, George Howard Scubb? Yeah, George Howard Three Scubb. Three names. And um, during the same police chase, missing from the actual office was also Toby Flunderson. Yes. So even though his office mates were all together huddled around the office, um, he was missing from there, from, from, the, from the pack of people. And during the actual police chase, um, Toby's office mate, um, Kelly Kapoor, receives a phone call. Who, um, They're at his directly, desk, by the Yeah, way. directly to his desk. She just hangs up on it. She doesn't think anything of it. Um, but... The receptionist is actually part of the group that are watching it. So it, it, the call didn't go through receptions. It went directly to his phone. So I th- Oh, I that think, makes sense. Someone had to know a direct line. Yeah, yeah. So who would know his own direct line? I mean, he's HR. So it would be somebody that works there trying to get a hold of him. So And everyone that works there is huddled up at the TV screen looking looking at the chase. There's no one to forward the, the call. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. He, he dialed directly to his own oh, extension. Shit. And another funny thing about this is is that um, nobody knew at this time where what car Toby drove because he never really parked in, you know, the the official, you know, parking lot for everybody else. All video footage, like I said, because they were filming a documentary at this time, um, he would he would walk to his car down the street. No, that's kind of suspicious right yeah. there. Now, the car that, that was being chased, because this is kind of like the O.J. Simpson case, you know, with the white Bronco or whatever. Everybody, you know, <laughs> they're looking at, um, on TV or whatever. You know, they're seeing like this green Mercury Cougar, you know, running from police. Now, do- the documentarians went back and were like, hey, we can account. Okay, this is Michael's car. This is Jim's car. You know, this is Phyllis's car and whatnot. And they're like, what is that green Mercury Cougar? Like, we don't know whose car that is. And that ends up being a car that was actually in the parking lot a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And so they're thinking like, wow, was this Toby's car? Now, we never get any kind of co- confirmation from that because, again, we don't really know 
what kind of car Toby drove at this time because he would always park, you know, off camera, you know, somewhere else down the street. Right, right. And, and, and that building is also shared with other companies. I think Vance Refrigeration also shares a building with them, shares a parking lot with them. Yeah. So, you know, it's possible that someone from Vance Refrigeration could also be parked in that same complex. But it is, you know, another chip to the pile of things that we can add into the circumstantial evidence against Toby. So... Well, OG was he in the back of the Cougar, like holding gun, holding <laughs> the gun while someone possible. else was driving? He was AC. Was was uh, was uh, the uh, uh, dude with three names? Well, was here's, he, uh, here's the was thing he driving? <laughs> so, at some point, the chase um, loses the the green Mercury Cooper, and Cougar, Cougar, sorry, um, <laughs> Brad, and, the green Mercury, and Brad does, Cooper. does find itself in front of someone else's apartment complex because they find the next one, so that police automatically think. Hey, this is this is the guy that we've been following. He yeah. must be inside this apartment complex. Let's get him out of there. And this is where we find. Uh, I keep forgetting his name. George Howard Scubb. George Howard. Scubb. Now, th- this is this is a problem that I have with this, and this is this is one of the reasons why I okay. I tend to believe George Howard Scubb is 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 the dude, is the strangler. But I will fucking say this: that was a relatively long chase. You know what I mean? It, it, it wasn't it wasn't a quick. You know, oh, we found someone. He turned to to the right and. Somebody at some point had to have seen a license plate number. They had to have called it in. They've had to have run it. And then they just see another car, same make, same. They don't even know if it's the same year. They just know it, 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 it's, it's a green you know that's Mercury good, that's a good Cougar. Pointer. And they still, and the police still, I don't know. That just, that, that seems fucking weird to me. I don't And not only that it. too, I mean, we're dealing with, you know, a small town in Pennsylvania that's not used to police chases. We're from California. We're yeah. about an hour that's and a half away from LA where they have a police chase. They're going to have one tomorrow. We I, just I had one where a guy got out and started dancing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was crip walking, you know, <laughs> when they did, caught him. Did you see the one where the, uh, the guy ended up on top of a van in the, in the oncoming traffic and then someone like... Police are surrounding him while he's on top of the van trying to figure out how to get off, and someone just fucking tackles him off <laughs> no, the top. but I believe it's it. Fucking amazing! I want to be in that van. But Holy shit! Are, you guys remember the movie "Set It Off" with Queen Latifah? Yes, I do. <laughs> you know where she starts doing that thing with her lowrider car? Yeah. To this day, I hope one day somebody does that in real life. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Anyway, yeah. So we we're used to fucking car chases, but so the LAPD is very well, you know, equipped to handle this or whatever. They have helicopters and whatnot, but we're dealing with Scranton, PA. I'm sure they don't have any of that technology. So it is possible that, you know, originally they were chasing somebody else's car. There was no dash cam evidence of his license plate as well. Yeah. And maybe they didn't even think to think of that, too. You know what I'm saying? And maybe they found, you know, you know, he took a right and then the police took a left and they found somebody else. So, I mean, that is a huge possibility as well. And that's probably, you know, a way that, you know, they've got George Howard Scubb instead of Toby at this time. You know, um, I don't know. I, I would like to go. The, the Scranton Police Department is at 100 South Washington Avenue, Scranton, Pennsylvania, 18503. And I would love to, like, know exactly what that facility <laughs> looks like. You know, I, I've, I've been around the, uh, like, well, shit, there it is. There's a picture of it right there. Oh, for, those of you, Live? for those of you on YouTube Live, um, there is what the facility looks like. And from the outside. It looks like Wendy's. Well, uh, actually, just says a bunch of words. I don't think uh, be part of the, it says be part of the solution. Uh, it looks like their badge <laughs> is a couple of horses. On the other side, oh, there's of, a big Amish hmm. community there as well. So. Yeah. Oh, that's true, huh? They have a buggy whip, um, paddy wagon. Yeah. That, yeah. Paddy wagon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that always reminds me of that movie Signs, where he's like, "I'm gonna call the paddy wagon." Oh God. And, well, fucking the Scranton Police Department has an online crime maps. Oh, it leads you to crimereports.org. Never mind. Never mind. Or .com. Crimereports.com. Yeah. Never mind. It's not specific to Scranton. They outsourced. They so, outsourced. But they they captured George Howard Scubb. And um, it actually, you know, on November 11th, 2010, 
And so the trial actually starts, um, you know, later on that month, December 9th, 2010. And this is the same time, you know, as coincident would have it, that Toby Flenderson is actually selected to be on the jury because he, you know, during this, uh, the office Christmas party, he says, hey, guys, I'm going to be on, um, you know, an extended leave uh, because I got selected for jury duty on a very high profile case. And, you know, he's he's very happy about it. Now, you know, his, yeah. his comrades, you know, weren't used to seeing Toby like this happy or this excited at all. They were like, what the fuck? Okay, yeah, you got picked for jury. Big whoop. You get to get out of work. Like, come on, Toby. Like, you're fucking up the... Um, the the Christmas party here and like just tell us what case it was I really can't you know tell you guys and then he starts just rubbing his neck and I believe Kevin Malone uh, one of the office accountants there he was saying like oh was it is it the Strand um the Strand Scrangler case and he's like well I can uh, neither confirm or deny it but hey it's a high possibility and he starts hand motioning towards his neck and he has just (laughs) got like this huge hard on for this he's just like oh my god I just landed you know like the coolest thing ever because you know in this small community everybody was you know obsessed with it like i said this is their oj simpson yep. case and for a few days he was the most popular guy in the office yeah he's you know attached to this big case so mm-hmm. and by the way i do think uh if i if i saw my research correctly uh kevin malone is the cousin of carl malone and he actually tossed uh tossed oh jesus christ so all those fucking assists. He the actually only taught problem, him the fadeaway. You know, he tossed him his fadeaway. Carl Malone has Kevin Kevin Malone's fadeaway. It's, it's actually strange because you know there's so many popular people um, in that office that actually Kevin Malone has actually an award-winning chili recipe. That's, that's true. That's known um, throughout the United States. It actually placed I think second in the United States as the best chili. You know what? It has to be really fucking good because I saw that in my research too. And it's like the mm-hmm. fact that someone actually like took the time to say like this dude fucking. It's so good that you can eat it off the floor. Jesus. You know what? The other thing that's strange is that another one of their office mates, um, I think his name was Dwight Schrute. Mm -hmm. You know, we were talking about how there's a big Amish community. He owns a beet farm where also the, um, he has an award-winning beet juice recipe. Um, So, you know, there's a lot of talent in that office. So, you know, I could see how a guy like Toby, you know, surrounded by all that talent, he's the forgotten guy, you know, sitting in the back of the office. I'm uh, I'm kind of curious though, you know. I remember way back in the day, um, and this has always stuck with me. Um, there was this TV show called uh, Wings, and one of the guys had a, an award-winning, or no, some woman in the community died, and the whole thing was we're getting her clam chowder fucking recipe. We're getting her clam chowder recipe, and somebody finally got it. Like they won some award, or they you know they got the, the that had won the clam chowder recipe contest for years and years and years, and it turns out the base ingredient is some clam chowder recipe that you get at the store. And so someone catches him buying all this clam chowder recipe. It's like, what are you doing? Don't you have? He's like, you don't understand. This is so heartbreaking to me too, but I've still got to keep this legacy alive. So yeah. I'm, I'm always kind of curious about like beet juice recipes or like the chili. I'm like, what really is the secret sauce? Did you spit in it? Sugar. Is it MSG? Is it, is it just, you know, you let it on the floor for a little bit and you let it marinate? I don't know. But anyway. You got to okay. cook it inside up. That's how you cook fish. Anyways, go ahead, Jacob. <laughs> So anyways, a lot of people are like, okay, yeah, you got onto this high-profile case, but conspiracy theorist, you're every Eddie Bravos, if you will, why was he so happy? Now, if you go to YouTube, uh, one conspiracy theorist, you found out that to be able to get onto your own trial, your own trial for a murder that you committed, but it, you know they framed somebody else, is so rare that you're more likely to win the Pennsylvania lottery than it would be for you to end up on the jury 
of some murders that you actually committed. Not only that, but you know, coming from a background of faith, I could see how he would take that as a sign of from God saying like, you're okay to do this. Yeah. You know, someone growing up, going to seminary school, and all of a sudden you grow up, not only do you avoid being arrested, but you're on the trial, so there's no way you're gonna get arrested mm-hmm. for this crime. You know, you can't do double jeopardy on this. Yeah. So um, I think he would take it as, as a sign, a sign from sign. God, that makes saying sense. like you're free yeah. to go. Mm-hmm. You, you, you okay did better than won the lottery. Yeah. You're doing the Lord's work, so, basically, mm-hmm. because I guess the rumor was a lot of these people, you know, were like transient, you know, hookers, and you know, people of that nature. They were weak, but they were a, a less savory lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, you know, so. not favorable to the Lord's. Yeah, work. there you go. That's it. Let's yeah, work. he was I'll, the Dexter of Pennsylvania, if yeah. you will. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair. Cleaning it up. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> So but, um, um, I, I also I also want to say that uh, whoa I lost my thought completely. Whoa, no, never drunk. mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give me another tangent, Eric. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay. So, um, anyways, uh, long story short, on this trial, we're not going to spend too much because it ends up being like a nine month trial. We don't yeah. see Toby for like a whole you know nine months, you know, or so. And um, you know, another and, HR and, has to come you know, in. You know, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Wait, wait. How long was this documentary? How long were they? It's pretty long, man. It's they, a, you know, they're documentary in a day-to-day life of you know the average American worker in an office mm-hmm. environment. So, mm-hmm. but it, it's it right, originally like it was started in British, in Britain. Yeah, it was a Britain yeah. uh, team. And I think at this point, Holly Flat comes into um, cover for Toby. So you know, you kind of forget about Toby during the documentary filming of this. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck, that is absurd. How long? Someone is fucking dedicated. That is absurdly long. All right, anyway. So you know, they go through the trial, and you know, they end up finding you know George Howard Scubb, you know, guilty. You know, they they do what they got to do. They put him, you know, in prison for life because I don't right. believe uh, Pennsylvania has the death penalty. So no. he goes to you know state penitentiary or whatever, and he's going to live out how George Howard Scubb's going to live his life in the prison. Uh, Toby later um, reveals, you know, you know, because like I said, this is captured all on film. He goes. Man, I feel like I was pressured, you know, to put away, you know, the wrong guy. I don't believe because I guess, you know, later on, you know, um, other jurors would come in and, you know, talk to Toby because I guess, you know, the, they were together for nine months, the yeah. jury. And uh, one of the um, other jurors, like he was an empanada maker and he came in to, you know, to give the whole office free empanadas. And so uh, he was saying like, hey, you know, how are you doing, you know, and whatnot. And oh, catching up like old friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he, you know, they would, after he would leave, Toby would lament like, hey, I don't know if I did the right thing. You know, I think I convicted, you know, an innocent man. Right, right. And so, you know, he would, he would ramble on, you know, for hours and hours about the case. Like, oh, you know what? You know, uh, they had this evidence that could have proved it could have been somebody else. Right. And a lot of people, um, you know, later on, conspiracy theorists and whatnot would say like, okay, maybe as this is his moment where, you know, you know how O.J. Simpson yeah, yeah. had that, you the, know, the book the that book, was going to come out if, if I, I did it. it. Uh-huh. They were like, okay, maybe this was him, you know, trying to lament, hey, you know, I'm the actual killer. And I can see, too, how, how he would... Okay, so if we're, if we're saying that Toby did do it, um, again, I'm going on record, I think it was, I think it was uh, Scub, but um, if Toby did it, then he was in a car chase, right? He was so close to getting caught, and then he just happened to get lost, or no, excuse me, they happened to lose him and they happened to drive by an apartment complex that had the same fucking car, right? And then they take this guy to court and they're showing how all of this evidence just happens to Line fit with up. Scub. And if if Toby did it and he somehow managed to be on his own fucking trial, he's sitting there going, that's a great fucking narrative. Here's how that piece of evidence actually fits. Mm-hmm. 
this is what it could have not this is what it could have been this is what it actually was but holy christ that that fucking prosecutor is amazing he's spinning it this way he's spinning it that way you know he's he's not saying here's how the evidence could have mm-hmm. uh, gone another way it's here how's the how here is how the evidence should have gone another way and he knows that he was right fucking there to getting caught and he's watching it all fucking play out in front of him oh yeah and it's 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 uh, it's got to be surreal it's got to be absolutely surreal to see all that laid out in front of you because I guess this is like you know the religious aspect of him yeah. because he was like he was actually the the one juror who didn't agree with the guilty um, plea for uh, George Howard's cup, and he had to be convinced like, hey, let's just wrap it up. Like this is all the evidence here. Like let's just convict him. And I guess they were having like their yearly uh, award ceremony at the office, and you know Toby wins some you know bullshit ass award like most annoying in the office or whatever. I want a yearly and, award show, Mike. And he cup. goes up there and he goes, you know what? This is such a bullshit award, but I want to use this platform to say that I think that we convicted oh, the you know yeah. the wrong man um, for a crime, and so he abruptly leaves or whatever, and he goes, "I'm gonna you know broadcast this to the world." Did like someone I said, like this play is, music over him or something? This like that? is no. Well, they just played like a yeah. oh yeah, you know, from Ferris Bueller, <laughs> and he was just like, you know what, I'm gonna you know get the truth out there that we have you know an innocent man on death row right now. God, that's that's crazy. And but you know, I did see that, and it, it does again just. He is he is trying to commandeer an entire award show for the for his well an award ceremony for work whatever kind the fuck like it was. Eric and his tangents. Um, to totally <laughs> hey you're no better. Uh, to totally keep uh, <laughs> it on point. De- uh, to totally like he's obsessed. This is another point where he is just totally completely and utterly obsessed. And why would you be so obsessed with something well, yeah, like this? Yeah, at this point, his coworkers are getting totally like, sick of with him, him talking about right. The- they started and they started out loving him. They started out loving him for it, and then you can read the room. You can tell that he's annoying people. Yeah, he's but, become like, a one-trick pony. He's just like, so fucking about it. And um, you know, at lunch, you know, he would go into it, and everybody would just walk out or whatever. But why would you obsess over the exactly. innocence of somebody exactly. that you convicted? And he goes um, when you when you have the same evidence as somebody else. And maybe, like I said, that that religious aspect in him coming back out, just being like, "Hey, you know, the truth is out there," and <laughs> you know, he's feeling that guilt or whatever. Yeah, I mean, one one person could take it as you know, God is saying you're free to go, and another person could take it as God is saying, "Here's your chance to redeem yourself." Although you've been cleared, you also have an opportunity to say, "No, I am the I am the the, the strangler, the strangler." So like. Turn yourself in, mm-hmm. and I think a little bit of the guilt was might have been seeping back into him, and saying, you know, this is my chance to redeem myself, get myself right with God, and turn myself in, mm-hmm. free an innocent man. Right. And you know, the guilt was starting to get to him. At one point, you're able to see, like, oh, here's the guy that's going to fall for me. Here's the guy that's going to get me off scot free. And then as it progresses over nine fucking months, you're this guy like. I am watching this poor, innocent man that has Take no idea, and he is just squirming in his seat every day. I have to look at him and yeah. watch him suffer. And eventually, like you said, that, you know, a lot of the employees are just so sick of him, you know, talking about it that, you know, he runs through everybody and nobody wants to hear his story anymore. And he kind of gets forgotten again until another employee comes in. Now, um, the the company that they were working for was absorbed by another company. And by default, you know, other employees have to come in. And like I said, Toby is struggling personally. You know, he he had this, you know. This one, you know, moment of, you know, popularity where, you know, he was popular with his, his co-workers and then he lost it again. And the another co-worker comes in. I forgot her name. And I forgot her name as well. I know that she has a British background. So yeah, yeah, yeah. She's British as well. And so he starts talking about the Scranton Strangler during lunch again. 
And uh, everybody again was just like, oh, right. this motherfucker again. And so she's very curious. She's never heard of it. Like he, like Art said, she she's from Britain. Mm -hmm. And she goes, he goes, let me tell you about the Scranton Strangler. And she's very intrigued. She goes, oh, okay. And he goes, well, for in order for me to give you the full explanation of him, I feel like I have to start in the beginning. And he over explains it. Mm -hmm. And long story short, because I'm not going <laughs> to rehash the whole story <laughs> like Toby again. But he's, um, he gets the idea from her of, hey, if you think that this man is innocent, maybe you should go visit him. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should go visit him in prison and say, hey, I am sorry, but I convicted you. And I believe that you're innocent. Like, let me help you with your appeal. And, you know, she's coming from, you know, an innocent place. She thinks that, you know, he's having remorse over convicting somebody right. who he thinks didn't really do it. None the wiser, not knowing that, hey, he could be the actual yeah. killer. And maybe this is Toby's way of saying, like, hey, apologizing, you know, and kind of uh, atoning for yeah, this. Yeah, he, he this wants sin. to be absolved. He wants the person that he has sent up the river for his actions to absolve him, you know. Mm -hmm. And so um, they, they make a day trip out of it. You know, they take the day off. They, you know, they go to uh, Pennsylvania Penitent State Penitentiary. <laughs> yeah. And she drives him out there or whatever. And she goes, you know what? I, I feel good about this. You know, I, you know, and you can see him loosening up and getting like, you know, a little click in the heels or whatever, like wait, a little wait, leprechaun wait, wait. or whatever. I didn't know that it was from the documentary fucking followed him to the fucking. Well, this is where it stops to the prison, but not inside of the prison. Okay, yeah, that makes didn't. sense. That makes sense. But yeah, wow. yeah they're not going to allow that. And Fucking so it shows Christ. him going in, you know, he's got like a box of chocolates or something, some kind of present or whatever. And he's like, you know what? I feel good about this. And he goes in. And then all of a sudden, you know, the documentarians uh, see them roll in like a gurney or whatever. Like, oh, something <laughs> happened. You know, well, maybe there was a prison riot or some shit. Right. And then um, the next shot you see is uh, her, you know, driving him back home. And he's in a full on neck brace. And she, she's asking him all these questions. And he can't talk because, you know, his vocal cords are collapsed or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, did you tell him? And he's like, he nods his head, yes. And they said, uh, well, how did he take it? And he goes, obviously, he's looking at her like, really? Obviously yeah. not well. Yeah. And so we never get, you know, the actual conversation that took place. You know, from her perspective, it's, okay, you know, he, he's the Scranton Strangler. You know, he went yeah. to he tell strangled. He, he strangled. He strangled the fuck out of him. But conspiracy theorists think, hey, he went in there. He confessed to this, you know, poor man, George Howard Scubb. Yeah, I mean, how would you feel if you're locked up being an innocent man and all of a sudden, you know, the person that actually committed the crime. Yeah, I was going to say, of all fucking things, someone that was on your jury, someone that you watched for nine months, and you're like, you could have said something at any point in time during that fucking nine months. Yeah, I'm strangling the fuck out of somebody right then <laughs> and there. And not yeah. only is he not here to free you, but he's just here to let you know, like... Yeah. Hey, I committed these crimes, and I don't know what I don't. I I've never been inside of a Pennsylvania State Penitentiary, and God willing, never will be. But I I gotta imagine that yes. this dude could, yeah, yes, yeah, right. You know, never have decent no, no. exposure. Um, but I mean, I imagine he. It's not like really close interaction. <coughs> I'm assuming that the closest he could get is just put his hands on this motherfucker's neck. Mm -hmm. He's not gonna, you know, be able to really get close and wail on him. He's just gonna. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe get that close. I don't know, but we don't know what happened there, yeah. but. Hey, maybe a lot of people think, hey, he confessed to him, and this is the... I just think that's too perfect, and that's why I still kind of feel like it was scuffed, because that's just too... And again, like like I talked about earlier with the strangulation, like, it, takes, it, it does take a lot of force to do that kind of damage. That takes a lot of practice, or and you drop a lot. And here's the reason why people think that they convicted the wrong man. Yeah. Just because they got George Howard Scubb, you know, locked away for life or whatever... You would think that those uh, those strangulations would stop, right? You actually look into the statistics of it all. Since 2013, 
you know, um, because this all happened on, on Valentine's Day of 2013 when Toby visited the prison. Since that date, strangulations have been up 200% in the state of Pennsylvania. 200%. 200%. They've actually gone up. So we don't know if they actually got the right guy. So what you're telling me is some dude watched someone else take the fall for him, and he got ballsy. If anything goes up 200%. It's time to do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why we're here, guys. We're here to do America and send it out there that the Scranton Strangler is still out there. Yeah. Especially, you know, shout out to the people in Pennsylvania that might be listening to this. Love from California, baby. Love from California. If you have any clues. And this is the reason why. This is the reason why. Because in Pennsylvania, it went up 200%. But in other states surrounding Pennsylvania, it's gone up 300%. And in some states like Ohio and Kentucky gone up almost as much as 500 yeah. percent. so it's a those growing those that makes states. Up, all right, yeah here's 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 what i'm thinking first of all all right there's a couple of things we you know we can do but i'm sure that there's got to be video footage of this somewhere all right so i'm actually here on the scranton police department um website okay and you can see this on uh the youtube live uh all of the millions and millions of viewers that are watching right now and uh there's actually a way to request video footage okay and so it says request video footage you must determine that the surveillance video was made by a public or private entity determine blah 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 but there's actual procedure for actually getting the police lost that green cougar but i'm sure that if we can as a group like go fund this like as a group try to figure out how we can request the various video footages like we just have to go out there and randomly find out what fucking surveillance cameras what uh, closed circuit TVs what the fuck could they possibly have I'm sure we could fucking trace the car back and I'm sure we could see where it actually went and I'm sure we can prove one or the other whether that is the same yeah. green cougar and yeah. we don't really have the DNA evidence we don't know if any DNA evidence was recovered for any of the uh, crime scenes which was really odd I, I, they, it wasn't it didn't seem to be of a sexual nature at, at least they, nothing overtly there no one was penetrated that I was aware of and there they said no the only the only evidence was, they did have was some kind of you know loose fingerprint and like I said Scranton was a very small town and they said they found George Howard Scubbs fingerprints. You know, you go to a very small town, you know, where everybody goes to the same, you know, four or yeah. five places. There's one Burger King, there's one McDonald's, there's one Taco Bell or whatever. If those are your only options, you're going to have the whole town's fingerprints on yeah. file. Yeah. So it kind of just seems like, you know, like we were talking earlier, you know, like with a baseball bat, you know, like you you get a, you know, a murder, you know, with a baseball bat. There's 500 sets of fingerprints on it because, you know, that target... Yeah. Yeah, they don't wipe down the fingerprints off the baseball bat. That was always my fear when I worked at Target. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, you know, you're going to get falsely that, yeah. accused of something. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's what, the, if you're telling me that the only evidence that they really had that directly related George Howard Scubb to these events was some fingerprints. Was a single fingerprint. Then mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's very possible that, hey, you know, he, he they just lifted his fingerprint off of something that, you know, was just public. Yeah. The only reason I say it's sexual in nature is because, you know, you know there's people that, cannibals that, take cannibalism as a sexual act uh, you know i could see how strangling would be like you know they're no, yeah, yeah, putting their sure, dominance sure. over another person um and that's jeffrey rape, dahmer rape is about dominance you know jeffrey dahmer was all about like having sex with completely um um immobilized pers- people that are just like mm-hmm. brain dead zombies. Right. That's, that's right he didn't even necessarily need the sex he just needed the person completely immobilized yeah, that was, was the big thing uh-huh so you know i could see how you know, this could be a, a sexual act. That's you true. Know, especially after his wife left him, after being rejected by Pam Beasley, after being for, the forgotten guy in the office. 
he wants control of something. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Choking would be that controlling aspect of being a dominant yeah. you know, force. And now since, you know, the office that, that they worked at has been since dissolved, I believe. Um, that I didn't see. I didn't follow yeah, the documentary. I, I believe 2014. That's when, you know, the office was dissolved. Everybody else kind of moved on to their own lives. And so this is why this is why I think, you know, when I was mentioning those numbers is that it's spreading. You know, maybe he, you know, we don't know what Toby's doing right now. Yeah. We don't know if he's, you know, has an underground recruit of people that he, you know, like a fight club, if you will, that they're going around strangling people. You know, just recently during this whole time period, you remember that, you know, a viral video about hide your kids, hide your wives because they're out there raping everybody, whatever. How do we know that, you know, he's not recruiting people out there, you know, yeah. fellow, you know, like the Delano Strangler or whatever, right? We don't know. This is an epidemic that's going, that's going crazily like even here in california if you pull up the statistics or whatever i mean this is a very violent state yeah but strangulations have gone up 150 percent. and that is such an intimate that is such a that's that's a son of a bitch way to go like does that account for autoerotic asphyxiation oh that's a good question it's a good I question that's true but it's going up and it's only gone up since you know the date february 14th 2013 when toby got str- strangled by george howard howard scubb and so I don't mean to cause mass hysteria here, but this is something that we really need to take a look at. This is something that both presidential candidates, you know, President Donald Trump and whoever, you know, comes out, whether it be Kamala Harris, whether it be uh, Beto O'Rourke, whether Shout it be Bernie Sanders. Keep doing what you're doing, boy. Peter Amen. Buttigieg. Beto, come out with some fucking policies. These are the real you. issues here, people. Beto, tell me what your policy is. That's all I want to know. Anyway. And this needs to be one of those policies. That's what I'm trying to get at is that we need stop worrying about the border wall. Stop worrying about, you know, immigrants. Stop worrying about little kids getting locked up at, you know, detention centers at the border or whatever. Stop worrying about you know welfare you know fraud. Stop worrying about all this stuff. Stop we need to worry about, about juicy yeah, right. <laughs> juicy so smallette. What, what I, what I want to know is okay, we need so to worry I, about this, guys. And, and all of this, and all of my research, I, did, I saw this documentary brought up a few times. But I thought okay, because because it was brought up that this is the a documentary about this office, and so I'm like you know ah whatever the fuck it might just be somewhere tangentially. I did not realize that it was that fucking in depth. I did not realize that it it followed that length of time. I didn't realize that it was like. I had no idea. So I, I haven't actually watched the documentary. Like, I, I think I've seen little bits and pieces here and there. But fucking son of a bitch. I'm going to have to go back and I'm going to have to check that out. It's a, it's a good, good documentary. Christ. I mean, you can find it on Netflix as well. Um, and it's called The Office. Um, that's just yeah. what the documentary is called. But like I said, we this is some stuff that we need to focus on this. We need to stop these strangulations because this, this is getting out of control here, okay? And we need we need this to stop because... If we're ever going to progress as a society, we can't have people just at, on the side of the road like this is fucking Afghanistan or whatever, just strangled on the side of the road. Yeah. Like that, this, that, I've that been can't saying happen. that since day one. That's true. You have been. <laughs> I, what, what I'm wondering is if if maybe maybe Toby, maybe maybe Kuta Kinte is not necessarily like trying to get people aside, but like he's not making a cult. What if if this documentary really is that fucking invasive? Is it possibly inspiring people? Is it possible? Are people this? I mean, it's so you're telling me that there's copycat killers out there copycat based upon a, based Maybe. upon a fucking yeah, based upon the news cycles, based upon fucking. I mean, when we did the John Benet Ramsey uh, uh, case, we were talking about how someone came back from Thailand. They got out of trouble in Thailand because they said, you know what, I killed John Benet Ramsey. Brought him over. No, I didn't do it. I was just in trouble in Thailand. I wanted to get get extradited. You know what I mean? Like, well, a fucking this thing confessing could be, to a crime and actually committing. Well, the crime. no, but there's still like there's still like a cultural 
uh, 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 precedent that's You're been set. You're talking about like the mass shooter type of scenario. Yeah. Where it's so like it's, one mass shooter sees the popularity of another mass shooter. Why don't I become a mass shooter? Yeah, exactly. And so, and so that's why like New Zealand right now, they are not giving out the name of their, their the, the shooter. They are not talking about his manifesto, which evidently was very long. They're not giving out any information. Whereas in this particular case with, with the, the Scranton Strangler, we've made evidently, inadvertently, an entire fucking documentary about the dude. I'm sure it is absolutely... It's well, a good point. There's some about fucking, nine yeah. years worth of footage... Um, Good Christ, are you serious? Yeah. I thought it was nine months. Fuck. No, it's right. about nine years worth Jesus of, Christ. of footage yeah. to this documentary. So going back through it, I highly recommend everyone go back and rewatch, you know, the documentary since, you know, the first episode to the very last episode. For me, it's personally te- pretty difficult to get past the the last year of the documentary just because you know some of the some of the characters kind of jumping the shark a little bit. I, yeah, I, ho- I hope it made some fucking money because there's no way they made a profit that first well, little bit, man. Fucking a dude. I'm Nine sure, fucking years. I'm like, sure they did. Jesus um, Christ. But there's always a but. There's always but, a but. We talked about you know how this is becoming an epidemic. Yep. Jacob, what's the name of the documentary? It's called The Office. And where can people find this? They can find it. You know, you can you can go to Hulu and uh, look it up. You can also find it. You know, online um, on NBC.com under you know you know stream their streamable uh, wow, site. So but you can also find it on Netflix partner. as well. Netflix is probably your best bet to find this because they have this, all of their. This documentary is your original Netflix and chill. Well, that's a fucked you up. Netflix show. Well, okay, nine, nine, nine years. Office. I guess I guess it takes. It, there's more to it. I'm still thinking about it. It's, just, yeah. it's, a, it's a lot more, I guess. It's, you know, we, we've talked about world-famous chili recipes and fucking um, multiple office relationships. and you know. So, Art, do you want to give the hammer? Ladies and gentlemen, this is an April Fool's episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sure you got it by now. Yeah, at least fifty percent of you guys got it by now. Hopefully, yeah. If you if you didn't, congratulations because we're talking about the actual NBC hit comedy. Probably to me, in my opinion, uh, probably the second greatest TV series of all time, next to Mash. Yeah, <laughs> no Game of Thrones, oh, and true. maybe a little bit better than you know Breaking Bad. But to me, this is one of the greatest uh, series of all time. You know, I think we're me and my girlfriend we're going through our third time watching this. Jacob's not a Parks and Rec guy. No, I'm not. And I was serious. Like, when I said I haven't watched Rocky, yeah, no, I've never seen it. Yeah, he's like, never like, seen I've The Office. Seen, I've seen an episode or two here, or like bits and pieces here and there, I but I've never... I love The Office. I love Game of Thrones. Oh, yes. I love Parks and Rec. You can like both. I, yeah. I don't understand. So there seems to be yeah. this rivalry between the two. I, I like both. I just I, don't find Parks and Rec as entertaining. Get through season one of Parks and Rec. And sa- same thing with, with uh, The Office, because I think you've seen The Office so many times that it's like once you get past those early seasons where the comedy is so dry and like you only get like three or four jokes an episode mm-hmm. and you get into those characters where you actually start to love Michael's, Michael Scott and all yeah. those characters. Like, yeah, dude, The Office is genius, but because you care about the characters, Parks and Rec, get over season one, they get rid of that stupid guy. That's, that's the, my big problem is like stupid guy that drinks yeah. or whatever. So the, this, this is an episode, like I said, was suggested by two separate individuals. And, God um, bless you both. They... This is something that's been huge on the internet. Like when you research this, it's so hilarious because it's kind of like finding Easter eggs like in yep. each episode. Like, oh, okay, was this a subtle hint to the Scranton Strangler? And there's actually even, it doesn't stop with Toby. I mean, there's actually a theory about Dwight. There's a theory about, a, I mean, a very possible it, one about no Creed. Yeah. Creed, uh, Jim, Robert California, Gabe. Um, I Andy, think, oh, it's Gabe. Gabe is yeah. the one that needs to get explored. The senator? That's the one that I thought was very compelling as well. Like, the senator? Like, that's the one that I was just like, holy shit. Like, that's a very big possibility yeah. as well. Because 
um, right before the last season of The Office, one of the creators, the showrunners, Greg Daniels, um, he said that, hey, you know, in the last season, we're going to reveal who the actual killer is. So they actually hint that it wasn't actually George Howard Scubb. That they have it freely admitted that George Howard Scubb was just the fall guy. Yeah. And so there, there is an actual, actual Scranton Strangler who, by all accounts or whatever, is not is a very fictional character. <laughs> it's not real. Um, but he was inspired by The Office. But yeah, yeah, it's a character <laughs> in The Office. Um, and it, but it, the fans are still arguing about it today. If you go to Twitter yeah. or whatever and you put hashtag you know Scranton Strangler, there's still people arguing over. They have you know. You know, there's the obvious one, which is Toby, and there's a whole, you know, <laughs> mockumentary about it called, you know, the scrap. Uh, it's mocking uh, that other Netflix documentary, um, How to Make a Murderer. Make oh, murder. yeah, yeah. And how it's like How to Make a Strangler. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And it's hilarious because it pieces together like all these like subtle hints about, you know, Toby being the Strangler. Oh, my whatnot. God. I saw, like, again, not having seen The Office, I'm going through all of this stuff, and motherfuck, people are in passionate about this shit like there there are yeah like i've seen what i saw online and, and the, the documents like there are people doing legitimate research there are people that are like oh my god they will get into fights over this i'm pretty sure in the streets and there's an argument for each character on the yeah. office being the actual strand strangler like even phyllis who's like the most loving you know grand grandparent yeah. on that um series or whatever they have a theory about her there's a theory about bob vance her husband from vance refrigeration <laughs> <laughs> Him being the Scranton Strangler as well. And so it's just, it's it's good fun. Yeah. It's one of those um, things where it's like enjoyment in a show within a show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like one of those hidden Easter eggs. Like if, if you follow it, it's like, it's not even a B story. It's like a C, D, E story where like you have to follow it in the background for several episodes. But it's just as sexy yep. as watching yep. Jim and Pam exactly. fall in love exactly. and all this shit. So. I highly recommend it. If you've never watched The Office, watch it. You'll you'll have the time of your life. I'll probably be going back to it after Do after it, Game man. of Thrones. <laughs> it, it's, it's oh, a you're series. still going through season one of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm like on episode six of episode Game of Thrones of season one. Yes. Oh, oh. so much. <laughs> oh yeah. All I know for sure is the the red wedding is fucked up, and if I so, tell certain people Hordor to this day, they will start to tear up. I, I don't know why. I just know that that's oh, a thing. You'll know why. Why well, I, I have I have met Hordor like he's shown up, but I don't know why. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, that's all that is. You're in for Dude, a treat. Okay, still, season um, one. Did, have they done that sword fight yet with Arya Stark and her? Yes. Instructor? Yes. That is my favorite thing about season one. Anyway, because um, <laughs> we're about to get off to a whole other tangent here. Anyway, yeah. guys, uh, tell yeah, your no. mommy boo boo too. <laughs> Shout out Elizabeth Warren, Elizabeth Jackman. Shout out Not Dead Yet Apparel. Shout yeah. out to Fight Back CBD. Fight, Fight Back, Back CBD. CBD. Thank you very much. We really doing appreciate what you're it. Doing. Yeah. Go to CB, uh, fightbackcbd.com. Uh, tell them Martin Jacob sent you and Eric Beat Steel, the dirtiest man on the internet. Go to their Sexican Instagram. Baby. Uh, we'll probably be posting stuff on their, tagging them on their, our, our our Instagram to their Instagram, and they'll probably be doing it back to us. Please shout out. Um, anything else you guys? Have? I just uh, eb Castillo at notdayyourpearl.com. We'll get you ten percent off. Uh, art over here is at Robots vs Robots. Jacob over here basically is Art and Jacob do America on Instagram, and uh, you can find me at eb Castillo the first. That is the number one um, on Instagram. I'd uh, like. The Art and Jacob Do America Facebook page. Join the Facebook group. Watch us on YouTube Live. We're, we're slowly upgrading our equipment. 
Um, Shout out to uh, Belching Beavers for getting me and Eric drunk. By the way, Art, I'm, I'm glad to have a beer with you again. Like, it's, 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 this is the it's first nice beer to... I've had on the podcast in like over like five months. Dude. Yeah, and I'm, I'm very, and that's not, and not because like, oh, great, I got a drinking problem, but like just for different strides it's taken. I'm, I'm happy to see it. And I just want to put that on the record. I'm happy to be drinking yeah, on the I'm podcast. I'm happy on the record, again. so. <laughs> um, but anyway, I think. Uh, I think that about covers it. Uh, Fight back CBD on the size A2 in that gi. Just saying. I'm not saying, just saying. Ooh, they might send that out. I don't and, know what this, uh, They should be sending out a care package for us shortly. I don't know what's on it. They didn't tell me yeah. anything about it. I do and if like anybody else wants to send us any kind of care packages or whatever, feel free. Because, yep. hey, we need all the help we can oh. get. And we do appreciate everything. So, um, I do want to say that, like this, I allege that... Hey, we're going to be updating our, you know, video equipment. So if you have any, um, you know, donations to that cause, I freely welcome yes. that because um, we all have bills out here and we need, we would very much appreciate it. Any, you know, churches though, they always have like a building fund. Yep. We have a video fund. Yep. So if you want to help contribute to that, send all contributions to Art and Jacob Do America at gmail.com and we'll gladly accept it. Yeah, it's ta- it's know, a tax write-off. You're contributing towards charity. <laughs> By the way, real quick, just real fucking quick, I think we did a great fucking job of uh, psychosexual analyzing fucking Toby. So there you go. Cheers <laughs> yeah. to that. Salut. Cheers. And I think uh, yeah, I don't I, got anything. I, I think that's about it. I'll right tip there. my hat. There you go. So with that said, everybody, good have night. a good night. Good night. Be good out there. Thank you, Scranton Strangler. I love you. You just took one more person's breath away. Yeah!